I'm Pete Primo. This is the podcast for furniture and mattress store owners who want to make more money without the BS. Welcome to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. If you own a furniture or mattress store or you work in one, this is a podcast for you. Episode 012 with Tim Mushy Tim. It's unbelievable that here we are on episode uh, 12 already. It seems like it was yesterday. Awesome to be here, Pete. Thank you very much. No, my my absolute pleasure, Tim. So yeah, I'm trying to figure out when we met. I'm thinking that we met um, on LinkedIn in Paul Castain's sales playbook group. Is Is that how you remember it? Yeah, I think so. It's probably been, a, what, three years yeah. or so? Yeah, about three years, and then we hooked up on Facebook. I learned that uh, you're a, a bit of a hockey fan, and uh, to say the least, it's a little bit, just just a little bit. Um, you know, anybody that is from America that notices Tim's got a funny accent. He's from Canada, so <laughs> it's all it's all good. Um, so, Tim, you are a fascinating person to me, and I'll tell you why you're so fascinating. Um, I have rarely seen um, a person who I felt was more talented on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, on on um, on LinkedIn. I really think you're fabulous on, on Facebook. And then I found out that you were in the mattress business uh, for seven years. You were with Simmons, and you just started back again in the mattress business with Kings Down as a sales rep. Uh, so, you know, I've learned a lot about social media from you. Um, I follow your blog, Sell, Lead, and Succeed. And I love how you describe yourself, Tim. A blogger, relationship builder, and social media enthusiast. And so many people say they're social media experts. And when you look at what they do, you can tell. I know just enough to be a little bit dangerous in social media. I, I can tell if someone's good or they're not good. And when someone tells me that they're an expert and I see them making fundamental mistakes like they post on Facebook, uh, they post a, uh, a, a quote without a picture, we know that if you post a quote without a picture you just gave up 25 to 35 percent of your engagement and so you know when you see someone doing that that they're an amateur um and that's just one example there's there's hundreds of them so i really appreciate your your false uh, humility because you really um are a social media expert even though you say you're enthusiast so why are you so humble man well I just enjoy doing you know what I'm doing online. Fell in uh, love with Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I, I just joined Instagram. I've done the Google Plus thing. I know you and I connect quite often on Google Plus. We do. We're the I, only two on there. Well, yeah, it's just you and me. I think Paul Castain's on there too. Yeah, but barely. I want I want people to make their own judgments about me, and I, I like enthusiasts because I, I am enthusiastic about that. I've been on there for a few years, and I've just been such a social person all my life outside of the internet it just made sense that i'd be pretty social online as well so i'm just having a blast hey tim before we get started you know our our uh the people that follow us are our 
you know, business owners, they most frequently own uh, furniture stores and mattress stores. We do get some sales reps here. You just gave me a great tip um, for the business card scanner. Can you just talk about that for two or three minutes for our sales reps that are listening? Because we do have a few. Yeah, the uh, business card scanners are cool. I've never had one until the past few months. And all it basically does is it scans your business cards into a database. And it takes away that horrible experience of having a pile of 40 or 50 business cards in your car. And then you've got to go through them after the fact and put them in some type of database. So you can scan cards as you go. You can make notes on them. You can do follow-ups. You can put people in a group. So it's a really fantastic tool that I think everybody should be taking care of or everybody should be utilizing who's out there prospecting. And rather than having what I call the uh, card card towers, <laughs> you can have, have databases and just go recycle those cards after because you won't have to use the paper products anymore. So you're going to laugh. I literally have, and I'll show it to you, a rubber band. A rubber band is my wallet. A rubber band is my um my my card filing system and and now I just recently bought a book to put my cards in but this makes so much more sense well I'll one up you until I got this scanner <laughs> I had a bunch of cards I put in a recyclable uh a lunch bag so that was pretty embarrassing as well but that will not be happening anymore all right you win on that one hey listen we have uh, dealers here who are coming here to learn how to promote their business and be more successful. Because you are so talented on on Facebook and all social media, I wanted you to talk about Facebook. And so if I was just to say, Tim, what are the big mistakes that you see? And, and really just do not hold anything back here. Now, what are the mistakes that you see dealers make with their Facebook pages? I think the big thing is there's a natural tendency just to broadcast information, broadcast sales, broadcast you know hours of operation, just generally broadcasting information that people can find out through traditional channels. What dealers can certainly be focusing on more is is engaging those prospects and, and customers out there replying quickly to their questions replying quickly when they they have concerns and there's a negative information posted on that page uh, letting their personality shine a little bit more just discussing how they're active in the community or or any cool things their associates or management are doing having silly questions on the page anything like that just to show a bit who they are rather than yada 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 yeah we know you've got a sale coming yeah we know this just being more well-rounded on social media i think is a great strategy so yeah i think there's that temptation to just broadcast and be very generic like a lot of other dealers but how you stand out and show in quotes the personality of the business is critical to gaining a really cool following that's that is great advice so i mean you just gave us um three three uh three very helpful things so Increase your engagement. Don't be afraid to show your personality. 
uh, people like silly things. So, you know, uh, a $50 gift certificate to the winner of our contest, how many jelly beans are in this jar? And the cool thing is, unless they buy something from your store, you're not giving them anything, right? No, you're exactly right. No, and it's it's all about bringing them in the door. So whatever you do on that Facebook page, if it creates more opportunities for them to come in because there's quirky contests or, or special events, that's great. Then it's now in the hands of the associates to go and close the business. But you got to get them in there somehow. So you might as well be more creative and draw more traffic. You know, I, I that's the pragmatist in, in you, Tim, and you being a uh, mattress rep. Um, and a social media expert really gives you great insight into, hey, folks, let's not, you know, focus in on likes. It doesn't matter how many likes you get. I mean, you don't get a dollar a like. You don't get $100 a like. Likes are, you know, part of engagement, but we got to get them into the store. So, you know, specifically, it, you know, what should they be trying to do besides getting engagement, um, showing their personality? And by the way, before I ask you, finish asking this question, I, I do want to interject something. So, Tim, one of my dealers had a customer post something negative on Facebook. And okay. basically it said, I had a horrible experience uh, the salesperson didn't answer my questions. They ma made me feel like a second-class citizen. Um, my experience at blah, blah, blah store was horrible. And so the general manager fortunately quickly saw that. And he responded and he said, please call me at this number right now. I am here to help you. And... What ended up happening is he brought the customer back in. He made them a customer of the store. He he That customer was so impressed by this general manager that they went back on that Facebook page and they said, thank you, blah, 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 and my experience with you was awesome and I will recommend your store to everybody. So he literally took that lemon that, you know, oh, my God, you know, you're doing 100 things as a general manager and, you go, oh, gosh, on my Facebook page now, I just got this lemon. And he literally made lemonade out of it. Pete, he handled it absolutely perfect because if you think about it, they could have gone back and forth on that Facebook page for 8, 10, 12 or more posts. It could have appeared to be uglier for a while and then gotten better. But because he took it offline, whatever happened behind the scenes, it worked out. They came back, they posted the happy ending on Facebook, and that's all the general public had to know. I think it was just perfect how it went, and I'm, I'm happy it worked out. So all of our dealers out there make that part mm -hmm. of your playbook. If there is an online negative, take it offline and then encourage the customer to, if they are happy, and of course they will be happy, to go ahead and, you know, update everybody um, online after it's taken care of. Because you're right, Tim, you cannot solve a problem online. You know, these problems need to be worked out. And, uh, you know, no matter how good of a story that you run, 
things will happen. Uh, personalities, human beings, you know, are not robots. They're not perfect. We would like to think that our salespeople are always perfect. They're not. And sometimes customers are less than perfect, and that's the understatement of the year. And they don't really realize what kind of baggage that they're bringing into and what kind of anxiety and what kind of negativity that they bring into the store. Now, we are there to serve them. So no matter how negative or rotten a customer can appear to be at a given point in time, um, we are there to serve them. And I'm not a proponent of us being a punching bag for a customer, but oftentimes you can turn around a situation by just listening to them and really kind of digging in to see what's really going on with the customer because sometimes it's something that you have no idea of what's really going on in their life. Exactly. I think some of the best customer re 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 relationships come after a negative experience, and it's when that store has the time to, to repair the problem or, or hash through whatever happened, people can be very satisfied after that. And they just want to know that they were helped. Like if that comment sat on Facebook for a whole week or two, that person would have just been stewing at home and then there would have been a real battle. So no, it, it couldn't have gone better for the store and I'm happy it worked out that way. Can I just make a quick comment back to Facebook and likes? Absolutely. I'm not sure if everybody quite understands how this works, but if you have 10 likes or 100 or 1,000, that's all great. But unless people see those posts coming through that feed chronologically with everything else they follow on Facebook, they're not going to see it. And what Facebook has now done is fewer and fewer people are seeing your posts organically, which i.e. you're not paying for it. So one of the game changers for Facebook, I think, is when you like a page, you can hover over that button again, and there's a thing called get notifications so what the furniture store dealers and that can encourage is not only do you do you like our page click get a notification so now that'll instantly come into your feed and it's huge and I I do that for key people I've got you on there Pete I've got Paul Castain I've got other guys so I don't miss any of their content and I think that's a really important thing for people to know because in, in busy Everybody's so busy. They're on Facebook. They're in and out. They're not going to catch a lot of that stuff anyway. So I think it's really important to get the uh, uh, notifications and find out about upcoming sales or cool things they have going on. That's that's awesome, Tim. That's uh, that's f fabulous. You know, my goal is that my uh, owners that are listening come away with one or maybe two things, and and we're up to four or five things. Um, so we we really want to coach our customers, not only to like us, but to uh, get the notifications. And the other thing that we would like them to do is to make a comment. And can you explain um, what making a comment does? It, 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 it actually rebroadcasts the content, doesn't it? Re yeah, I mean, it's, it's an online testimonial. And we talk often about testimonials in, in our business, outside sales or online business, whatever. But as a furniture store, if a consumer has had a positive experience and they're ranting and raving after the fact how awesome it was, I think it's very reasonable to say, would you mind going home and taking just a couple of minutes and, and putting a, a comment on our page? So as a new consumer is on that Facebook page and they say, see, wow, there's been five comments this week about how awesome this place is. 
I'm going to go check it out. And it, it really just comes down to the, 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 the power of those testimonials and positive reviews. So I think that's huge for a page. I love to go to a page where there's a ton of engagement and people are saying all kinds of things. It doesn't always have to be perfect stuff, but if there's engagement, it's a good page. Uh, Tim, what do you think, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of, um, uh, a lot of pretty heavy hitters on Facebook telling us if you're gonna, uh, really be serious about Facebook, you need a lead gen magnet and you, you need to capture emails. What are your thoughts on that? And can you break it down? Because one of the things that you do best, um, you, you uh, are able to, to take fairly complex things about social media and break them down into very simple and easy concepts. So can you kind of walk us through lead gen and lead gen magnets and capturing emails and the significance of them building a list that they can market to um, after they get them off of Facebook? Well, it's an incredibly powerful tool, and I'm just going through the process of starting my own website where I need to start capturing emails on my list. Where I've got a I've got a current blog where I've I've got you know 800 people on there who, who currently follow me. But in the most simplistic way, Pete, if Facebook broke tomorrow and you didn't start your own email. A list you're starting again from scratch so if you've got five people ten people a hundred you build it to a thousand people on that a list and now you can market to them whenever you want every day once a week whenever you want and I think it's a really powerful tool where that is personal to you it's not on LinkedIn it's not on Facebook it's not on Twitter Instagram whatever this is your list and you can really treat it as your baby and nurture it as you see fit so it's a tremendously powerful tool so if you're on Facebook and you're just collecting a likes that's that's an important thing but if you funnel it down and you can now go market them directly it's a game changer for sure thanks Tim there, there is no doubt that um them building a list off of Facebook is probably the greatest thing that they can do. And I think it is a great place to show their personality, to engage customers, and to kind of show themselves as the authority, as a great place to get information. You know, when I think about the mattress consumer and the furniture consumer for that matter, Tim, um, because I know you call on furniture stores as well as mattress stores. And when I think about these consumers, I think of the world, the word confused, the customers confused. And whoever, whether it's an RSA or the store that makes it simpler and easier uh, and who takes on the role of being the expert and the authority, um, they're the ones that are going to get the sale. Absolutely. It really is all about simplification. The, the other thing I was just thinking of as we were talking about generating a list was treating people special. You have taken the time to join my email a list. The next time you come in our store and spend over $50, here's a 10% off coupon. Just simple things like that to show we appreciate you. There are lots of choices in your community of where you can purchase furniture and mattresses. Something like that, or you've been invited to an exclusive VIP barbecue. It doesn't take a lot to make people feel, yeah, those guys have gone out of their way to do something for me. I'm going to support them. We don't have to reinvent the wheel here, Pete. 
That's awesome. Everybody wants to be treated special because everybody is special and they should be treated special. And just to be clear on this, so we've captured the email off of a lead gen magnet and um, off of Facebook. And now we're sending them an email or even a direct mail piece that gives them a special discount. Correct? Yeah. I mean, I was just throwing that out there. Like I said, it could be that. It could be come to a VIP barbecue. We're having a, a members only event on a Friday night. Anything to say, yep, the general public can't walk off the street and do this, but I've been invited. I'm feeling pretty special. I'm in buying mode. You know, let's go do it, right? Easy. A absolutely. I, I, I love that. That's uh, that's fantastic. Listen, um, we are we are running out of time, and it would be an absolute sin, Tim, if we didn't take whatever time you need to tell your story. So everybody that's listening, uh, we have been talking for 20 minutes, and as you can see, Tim is a very capable speaker. He communicates very easily, and it wasn't always that way. So I want him to tell you his uh, personal story and I'm going to get a tissue out because every time I hear it, I cry. So go ahead, Tim, take it away. I want you to tell them your story and take whatever time you need to tell it. Well, I appreciate that, Pete. I mean, it's always important for, for me to share stories that, that hopefully help other people. But it was early on in elementary school, I realized that I had a bit of a stuttering issue and I didn't quite understand what it was at first but I had a bit of an incident in grade three with a teacher where she kind of called me out in front of the class and it made me realize that I was a little bit different and we all have certain challenges in our lives and for, for me this one very much hit home because we're speaking all of the time. So as I went through elementary school, my, my greatest fear was those horrible days when everybody pulled out a novel and the teacher would identify kids to go read out loud in class. So those were always very tough for me. And what I've found over the years, even as an adult, is if I'm in a pressure-packed situation, it will definitely come up that I, I have the stutter still. So when I was in these situations where I had to read out loud, those are very, very difficult days. So I got a bit of speech therapy going through junior high. I stuck to it the best I could. It just really came get down to... Uh, me committing the time to practice and just be more re relaxed in front of my friends and family. There's so many things I could tell you, Pete, that were just silly antidotes that I can handle right now. Like, you know, going through a drive through was a really bad experience for me. Um, speaking for presentations in junior high and high school were always pretty difficult. But as I got older, I, I just really started to embrace things. Had a little bit of a setback when I got to university and I, I was trying to pick a profession where I knew I could just sit behind a desk and very rarely communicate with people. So I went into accounting and I failed miserably. And I'll never forget, probably my first year in business, I had to take an intro to communications course. It was a mandatory course. Well, it almost caused me to drop right out of that program. I'm like, you are not going to make me sit through a course on communicating because that's my least favorite thing to do in pressure-packed situations. So anyways, I bite my tongue. We, we get started the class, and it's three full days of people presenting. There's maybe 30, 40 people in the class. Guess who gets picked first on the first day? You betcha. It's me. 
And I went home and I probably cried a little bit and I, I talked to my parents and I just said, you know what, I got to go and do this. So I actually did the speech on the stuttering journey and it was a real game changer for me. I, I think at that point I realized that I, I had to shake off the cobwebs. I had to deal with this. I was very extroverted in a lot of ways, but the speak, but the stuttering issue actually made me pretty introverted. So I changed paths in, in, in school. I, I decided to go into marketing. I focused a lot on sales and, and entrepreneurship. Ended up doing a lot of speaking in school. I, I really enjoyed it. I got into my career, had some ups and downs. I got into a very high-pressure job where I was on the phone a lot, and I struggled a bit. And then a few years ago, I, I discovered the Internet, and I, I discovered that you know, I could get involved online. I, I could meet great people like you and, and Paul Castain and a lot of other people and get on phone calls and conference calls. And I joined Toastmasters. I said, you know what? I'm not where I want to be yet. I still struggle with this but I want to get better. So through those channels, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to speak at social media events at Toastmasters. I've helped coach people. And I've been able to talk to other stutterers. And it was actually a really interesting experience finally sitting down with people who've had these, these same issues. And I don't care what your issue is, but there is a time when you feel like you're the only one struggling with that. And when you find somebody who's gone through the same things that you've gone through, you, you, you suddenly feel... Well, you feel better. You feel encouraged that others are going through the same thing, and you can do it. So a long story short, Pete, years ago there wasn't any chance at all that you and I would be having this conversation. There wasn't any chance at all that I would be interviewed on, on other podcasts. There wasn't any chance at all I would be in Toastmasters and all that. And, and, and I guess if I can s summarize it for anybody, everybody, is I don't want you to look back at the end of your career and say, I let certain things hold me back that I thought were a big, a bigger deal than they ended up being, and I didn't truly develop into the person I wanted to be. I know it sounds a bit cliche, but I've, I've truly lived it. I still feel it every day. If, if I got a pressure-packed phone call right now from somebody, I'd probably stumble a bit, but I'm good with it. It's the way I am. It's who I am, and I'm proud to say I'm finally going in, in the direction I want, and I'm not afraid to do it anymore. So that's pretty much the scoop. Okay, now, I am crying, and I knew this was going to happen, and it always does when I hear this story. But the most important thing that I want everyone to take away from this is everybody has a stutter. I don't care who you are. Something is holding you back. And I think what Tim has taught us today is it's okay. It's okay to stumble. It's okay to fall. But what's not okay is not getting up. And so Tim is a guy that if you knock him down 99 times, he's going to get up 100. And thank you very much for being here, Tim. Pete, I really appreciate this. It was tremendous. I look forward to doing it again in the future. We will. We are going to do it again. So, guys, we will see you as I dry my tears. Um, we will see you on uh, zero thirteen, which I can't believe how fast this is going. Tim, thanks a million. Pre please, please, please come back again. I look forward to it, Pete. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for listening to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. We love reviews at our podcast. They help us get found. Please review us at iTunes or Stitcher. And while you're there, please subscribe. 
This podcast was brought to you by Primo Furniture Sales. For more tips on selling furniture and mattresses, go to PetePrimo.com. Till we meet again, sell a million. Thank you.